It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 708 on a Saturday morning. This is Lawn and Garden. Welcome, friends. I'm glad you are here. We're broadcasting live today from the North Atlanta Home Show at the Infinite Energy Center on Sugarloaf Parkway. It used to be the Gwinnett Center, of course. But we'll be here at 9 o'clock this morning. Dave Baker will be here after that. You can get into the Home Show for free. See all these great vendors here. You can see every one of them for free if you get here between now and 9 o'clock. And know the code word. The code word is reliable because we're on the reliable heating and air stage doing our broadcast this morning. Reliable, the code word, North Atlanta Home Show at the Infinite Energy Center. All sorts of vendors here. We just were able to check out the quality of the rocking bed, which is around the corner here. You might want to check that out while you're here. Also, we've got, uh, let's see, bath fitters around there, Cobb Irrigation, the Louver Shop, Home and Garden Designs around up in the uh, end. You've got Entry Point Doors, Jennifer's Glassworks, Leaf Guard of North Georgia. If you have anything that you need done to the inside or the outside of your house, there's somebody here happy to help you and guide you on the way to do that. And many times, happy to give you a little show discount as well. Coming to the phone, we got Mary, who's in Brookhaven, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Mary, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How can I help? I want to know where to find a white calicarpa beautyberry. Beautyberry. As I said earlier, sort of in the show, when I was teasing your, your appearance, I said, I have one. I have one in my backyard. <laughs> I'm going to find you. <laughs> um, they come back from seed pretty well. The purple ones, I don't believe I've ever had a purple one to reseed in my yard, but I have three white ones that come up in odd places that I've transplanted <sighs> to where I want them. I don't see why Pike would not have them, to be honest with you. And so okay. I would run to Pike and ask, you know, what's the what's the status on the white beauty berries? They may not have them right now because I know this uh, weekend they got lots of blueberries in. That might be something you would want to put in the landscape beside the beauty berry. They like the same environment. And so um, a lot of blueberries at Pike this weekend. But I think they should have them. They'll have the common purple one. They'll have the American beauty berry, the Asian beauty berry. They should have it. Come on. They said that they would have them in the fall, but not now. So I guess I need to go online. I've just go been online lazy. I don't want to promote other nurseries in the Atlanta area, but as you know, Pike is the main big chain nursery, and I love them to death. But there are smaller nurseries in the Atlanta area, and sure. you might call some of the smaller nurseries and see if they have any left over from the fall. If so, buzz on over to them and uh, get one there. Great. Okay. Thank you. Beautiful. For for listeners right now who are wondering, what is what is Mary talking about? The white beautyberry has white little clusters of little white berries about the size of a BB that go up and down the stems of the shrub, and they get through mine. I got one that's at least five, six feet almost tall. They arch out, and the berries appear and are really noticeable in the fall. And so they are a very attractive part of a sort of native landscape. Even though if you use the Asian one, that wouldn't be a native landscape plant. But um, the beauty bear is a great plant. And like I said earlier, it loves the same environment as blueberries, mostly sun, but a little bit of shade in the late afternoon would be great. Mary, you're going to have a great-looking plant. 
Thanks a bunch. You bet. Thanks for calling. Our number is 404-872-0750. If you want to take Mary's place, Walker is over in Clark County, Athens, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Walker, good morning. Hey, Walter, how are you doing this morning? I'm all right. How is the Classic City this morning? It's good, man. We're uh, we're starting baseball season up, so it's, uh, we're we're all happy here. So. That's good to hear. Good to hear. Get those balls and bats all whanging out there on. Is it College Station? Where is the baseball stadium in Athens now? Uh, it is. It's right there on off of Lumpkin, essentially. Okay. Uh, yeah. So right there by the Coliseum and so forth. But um, had a quick question for you this morning. I've got a um, a little bit of a drainage problem in my backyard. Uh, yeah. Essentially, the grass in my backyard has uh, turned to mud. Um, we get a lot of it's, it's primarily shade during the day in got the it. backyard, and um, I believe it was it was just a Bermuda that I had um, that has essentially turned to mud. So yeah. didn't know this spring I was thinking about um, kind of resodding it in the back. Um, didn't yeah. know if you had a particular type of grass that was, um, you know, good with shade and, and maybe highly absorbent for the, for the uh, moisture that kind of stands there a lot. Walker, the reason you pay me the big bucks is to tell you the truth. Okay. The truth is that you're not going to be successful with Bermuda grass in that shady, wet backyard. Right. Because grass hates wet. That is one of the first things. My colleague, Mickey Gasway from Pike, whenever someone calls this show and says, I have a place in my yard that there's a big, large, round area that the Bermuda just won't grow. Mickey's first question is, is it a low spot? Is it a place where water accumulates after a rain? Because that is what Bermuda hates, hates, hates. So if you have wet areas, there's frankly no grass that really likes to grow much in wet areas. Grass very much is a savanna-type plant. It likes to dry out between waterings. And as you, you know this already, Walker, that people who water every day are doing the worst thing they can do to a lawn because the grass doesn't want to be watered every day. The grass wants to be watered once a week to make it dry mm -hmm. out between. So either fix the source of water or you can put French drains underneath the soil to drain water away from that low spot and add some sunshine and you can't grow bermuda in the shade either so add sunshine and you can have a successful lawn but you've got to have the two dry soil and sunshine to keep bermuda happy okay and what are some drainage solutions i guess to, uh i know you mentioned well, let's think where's the, where's the water coming from walker i mean it's it's just uh i think because it stays so shady and and it's it like you said it's kind of a low spot um yeah. It uh, it just seems to stay stay pretty wet back there. So it, it comes from just sort of the whole landscape is flowing toward that area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not just one gutter from the side of the house that if you redirected that water, it would be, fix the whole problem, is it? No. Okay. Um, most often that people find the thing that works is to do what's called French drains, and French drains are those big black pipe that have slits in the side that you bury in the ground, and you bury them relatively close together in the wet area and then one solid pipe leads from that area over to a lower place in the back side of your property or some other place that you can dispose of the water that gets into the into the slotted pipe 
and just takes it away. Just water drains into the pipe, flows through the solid pipe to the new low place and goes there where it won't do any damage to you. Sometimes that takes somebody a little bit smarter than you and me to cast, get a, a, a level or a laser out there to see how the land you know, is, is laying and how the water flows. So you can hire landscape architects to do it every day. Uh, sometimes good garden designers are able to tell pretty well where the water is going and they can install a, a line for you pretty easily. So it depends on sort of what you want to do and what you can afford, but that's bottom line. A French drain is what you use. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate your help. You bet. It's my pleasure to be of service, Walker. Thanks for calling. Yes, sir. Get out of here. Let's see who we got next. We got James. James in Clarksdale and joins us on Lawn and Garden. James, hey, good morning. We got about two minutes, James, so let's get her done. All right, sir. You know, I've got a not-so-miniature orange tree. It's about 35 years old yeah. or older. And uh, I need to take it out of the pot because it's got a crack in it. And uh, yeah. when's the best time to do it? And um, do I cut the root? Bound, it's root bound, cut them off yeah. and put more dirt in it or what? How big is it now, James? It's about six foot tall. Wow, and how long have you had this thing? Well, my mom and them had it, and I, I, I guarantee it's 35 years old or better. Good heavens. Congratulations, man. That is really, really remarkable. And I don't I mean, do nothing to it, it just grows. Hey, <laughs> well, we have to be careful. That's Mama's plan. We got to be real yeah, careful you with can't it. Kill it. You can't. Um, <laughs> you you need a buddy. I'll tell you the truth. You need a buddy to come help you do this. And the time to do it is in the spring, just before you're going to bring it outside. So, what would you say? First of April, middle of April, somewhere in there, that you're right. going to take it outdoors, and take it out and find a new pot that's maybe a inch maybe bigger than the old pot and roll it around a little bit real gently on the carport and sort of bang it with your fist which loosens it out of the existing pot and then you and buddy sort of y'all figure it out but you <laughs> how one of you pulls the tree and the other one pulls the pot and you un sort of un unhinge the two from each other and then yeah then you take a, a fork or a little sharp knife even and strike through the root ball you want to loosen the roots and get some of the old soil away because that old soil is very hard to um, have moisture and nutrients and then go through it and so you want to get some of the old soil away as much as you can even James going as far as taking a water hose and just spraying it real hard for 20, 30 minutes just to wash away all the dirt you can, which will be replaced by real new, good quality, high quality potting soil. And then you and the buddy figure out how to get the potting soil and the plant back into the new pot and set it upright and uh, water it good. And away we go. And we got another 30 years. Well, what do I do with that? I live in a mobile home and it's yeah. just about get too big to get through a door. <laughs> well, that's why you and the buddy boy, you can prune it a little bit. I mean, James, again, the time to do it, frankly, is right around okay. the time that you take it outside. And you could prune it then. You could give it some uh, a haircut, a little bit of a haircut. It won't hurt anything to do it just before you move it outdoors. So do the pruning then to get it through the door and take it outside to do the repotting. And I think we're going to have success with that. And congratulations again. That is a really remarkable thing to have a citrus tree that lasts 30 years. That is something. It is 719. You're listening to Lawn and Garden. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 
Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. It's going to be a gorgeous day today. Highs up in the 60s this afternoon, lows tonight in the very low 50s. Rain comes in tomorrow afternoon and Monday, but we got a lot to do today and tomorrow during the sunny parts. Get it done. The full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Our friend Watson from Union City joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Watson, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Thanks for taking my call. How can I help, Watson? I got a chance to uh, get myself a old-fashioned black walnut. How, yes, um, when should I put it out, and when how, should, how big should it be when I put it out? Now, now's the right time. Uh-huh. And okay. b- how big is it that you have your sights on, Watson? Well, probably it's probably uh, twelve, um, thirteen inches tall. 12 or 13 inches is fine. Those are little seedling walnuts. They're pretty easy to transplant. No problem with them at all. If it gets up into the 5 to 8 foot range, they are hard to transplant. They don't much like to be transplanted in the least. So if you got a little one between 12 and 24 inches, I think they would be just fine. Okay, I've always wanted one, so I've got gonna to, have to get one. one from an old, old, old tree. Yeah, that's exactly right. Get one from the old tree with those seedlings underneath it, and you'll be just fine to use it. Watson, it's great talking to you, but I have to get out of here because I only have about 39 more seconds here to remind everybody that we're broadcasting live from the North Atlanta Home Show at the Infinite Energy Center. If you get here between now and 9, you get into the show for free. If you know the code word, reliable, Kathy and Rutledge will join us in a minute to talk about how quickly her one-year camellia will grow. Randy wants to know about fixing a weedy bed for a vegetable garden. Jan wants to know about tomatoes that split open in her straw bales. And Jeremy, Jimmy and Rowan wants to know about the inf- inf- information on the Osage orange tree. I have all that right at my fingertips right after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. At 7.36, we're broadcasting live from the North Atlanta Home Show at the Infinite Energy Center. And during the breaks, we're testing out the machinery and the other things here, making sure they are perfectly quality controlled. And my friends, they are perfectly quality controlled. And if you happen to visit the Cloud 9 booth, it'll be hard to get you out of those massage chairs. They basically had to grab me and bring me back to my broadcast station this morning because the Cloud 9 massage chairs were so awesome that we were testing out just a moment ago. The soft tub is around the corner, got hot water in it. If you want to bring your bathing suit, they might let you in the hot tub this morning if you want to go. Probably not, really. They got a shower set up over there. The shower, you can come in if you feel like you need a little pick-me-up in the morning. You can go over there as well. If you go to the North Atlanta Home Show, there are vendors all throughout the floor who have things to help your home, whether it's louvers, insulation, garden resources, United uh, uh, Limited Lawn Care is around the corner here, the University of Georgia Extension Service right beside us to answer garden questions. This is a great place to visit today and tomorrow. Over today and tomorrow, atlantahomeshow.com for details. If you get here between now and 9 o'clock, you get into the Home Show for free as long as you know the code word reliable 
Coming to us from way down yonder in, or way up yonder in Rome, Georgia, is uh, Jimmy with a question about his Osage Orange. Jimmy, good morning. Welcome to Lawn and Garden. Good morning. Yeah, I've got just a quick information I'd like to get on the Osage Orange trees. I've got sure. a, a ball or two, and I'd like to harvest the seeds and replant them. Do you have any All information? Right. Sure I do. Um, <laughs> I, last Saturday, or the one before Jimmy, I, or Jeremy, I think, let me, let me read. It's Jimmy. Okay, not Jeremy. It's yeah. too far away yeah. from my little glasses to reach. I was talking about some of the animals who used to eat the Osage orange. And now, things like squirrels, mules and horses will sometimes eat them once they're softened, but not many animals eat them and sort of pass them through their body undigested. It was the big, huge animals that used to roam the, the North American continent, like uh, giant sloths, giant mastodons, woolly mammoths, and things like that. They would march up to an Osage orange tree and get one of those big green monkey ball balls that you have and just chew it a little bit, pass it on through their body, move off a quarter mile, deposit the seeds, and that's how the Osage orange used to travel used to reproduce uh -huh. itself in other parts of the of the neighborhood and the country for these osage orange balls now all you have to do and for listeners who are wondering quite what it is you'll know immediately what it is if i say monkey brain ball because that's uh -huh. exactly what it looks like big as a softball like a monkey brain that's it swallowing the hollow up in uh, marietta has a big tree the confederate cemetery down in jonesboro has a big tree and the way you get the seeds, Jimmy, is to take those balls and soak them in a bucket of water. It'll take mm, a couple of weeks, really, before it really softens up real good. But when they've softened up pretty good, you can just sort of open it up and spread it apart. And the seeds are pretty small in comparison, but there are a bunch of them inside the ball. So you okay. take them apart, uh, then line them up in a row in some sunny place in the garden and let them germinate and they'll germinate and you got whole bunches of osage orange trees cool then you just replant them once they get replant to them height. yeah anywhere you want to they're planted all yeah. over the midwest to make fences out there yeah i'd like to use them for making some bows with it's supposed to be a real good bow wood well i was about to say you know the other name do you know the other name jimmy no bodark Bodark tree. If some old guy says, I got a Bodark tree in my backyard, it is because the Osage orange wood, as you imply, was reputed to have very strong and resilient wood for making bows out of. Native Americans use it for making bows. And so when the French uh, uh, explorers went through the Midwest, they said they called it the wood that was good for making bows. Bois de Arc. Bodark, the old fellers would say. And so the Bois d'Arc or Bodark tree or Osage orange or hedge apples, another name for it. Yeah, same tree, same apples, thing, yeah. and it makes bows. That's exactly right. Well, great. Well, thanks for the information. A lot of free information. Absolutely Enjoy zero yourself. charge for that this morning, Jim. <laughs> hey, man, thanks for calling. 404-872-0750 gets you in to take Jimmy's place. Who we got next? Randy. Randy's in Canton, Georgia. Hey, Randy, good morning. Hey, Walter, I have a question. Uh, I have yeah. about three-quarters of an acre. I want to get rid of everything there that's mostly um, uh, fescue and weeds. But yeah. I like to kill everything down to the uh, down to the roots. Yeah. Uh, is there any easier way than just plowing it under? Somebody, somebody said something about putting clear plastic over it mm. and that the sun would kill everything down to the weeds or down to the roots. Is there any truth in that? 
three quarters of an acre of clear plastic is not gonna be cheap. And it's not going to be effective either. But the thing that I would okay. think about is trying to keep all that plastic from flying away in a windstorm over to the neighbor's house and covering it up. Um, no, the solarization works fine, but you do it for about six weeks in July. And that is okay. not going to work with your garden plans at all, right? So that's just what happens. You can't solarize in the wintertime because you don't get the heat in the soil high enough to kill weeds or to kill uh, fungus and things like that. So solarization works great. Small garden that you can rotate things around and solarize parts of it that you want to kill weeds. But that's only done effectively in the summertime when temperatures are in the 90s and above. Um, so as far as killing weeds and everything, the, you got the you got the chemical way and you got the non-chemical way. You can spray with Roundup and that'll kill every weed and you can plant within seven days or you can go out there and till it and plow it either way. But by plowing, do not forget, Randy, that you have what's called the seed bank. By tilling the ground, you're bringing up seeds that sometimes might be have been there for four and five years that now when they get close to the surface think, whoa, look at this, sunshine, and the seeds start germinating. So you can't really eliminate by plowing all the, seed, all the weeds because you bring up seeds that give you more weeds. That's your okay. choice. Your choice. All right. I guess this is something you just have to keep working with, man. I wish I had a miracle for you because, you know, I spent the reason that I'm on the radio show is because I spent all of my formative years until I left for college working in this enormous garden and farm that we were raised on in Fayette County. I can tell you how much work it is to get weeds out of a garden because it was a never ending job. It's nothing that you could do and say, OK, I'm done after weekends of work. I just know that I've done that. I've been there. And so keep working at it is a good thing to do, Randy. Another thing to remember is that mulch is always your friend. And if you go to um, a tree company someplace and say, hey, are you going to be working in my area? Or call two or three of them and ask them if they're going to be working in the area. Put me on the list to drop some uh, chips here. And using mulch around your plants and on the rows between your plants on this big garden, that helps to control weeds too. All right. Well, I was hoping there was an easy way, but I guess not. <laughs> if there were, I would have found it, and I would uh, tell you, but there's not. Uh, All right, man. We'll cool. see you soon. Kathy in Rutledge, Georgia, wants to know is there a quick and easy way to get her one-year camellia to grow, and I think we can fix that pretty quickly. Kathy, welcome to Lawn and Garden. Good morning, Walter. Um, Good morning. Actually, it's a mature camellia that is kind of blocking a window that I need to prune. Oh. Uh -huh. And I want to know how much growth to expect to grow back in a year's time. So wow. I don't want to print it too far, but yeah, I you know I want it to grow back up some. Really great question because two three things I need to know first is uh, did it bloom back in the fall or is it blooming right now? It bloomed in December, but it blooms now. It's a okay. Japonica. Japonica, that's exactly what I wanted to know, is it a Japonica? Um, for that reason, I know that it's probably going to be a pretty big shrub. It's not going to yes. want to stay down to the three and four feet high. It wants to be five to ten feet tall. How high do you want it to be, Kathy? Um, probably four to six feet. Yeah, I hear somebody hollering behind you there it's laughing. <laughs> He'll be the person doing the pruning with you. Um, yeah. 
it will pretty it'll grow pretty fast to be honest okay. with you i would prune it down to four feet and think it'll okay. be about six feet by the end of the summertime they are pretty fast growers and one of the things you could consider doing not now because it's going to be a hard time to do this successfully but think about transplanting it away from the window to a place where it can grow as big as it wants to and putting something that's a little smaller maybe a, a sasanko camellia maybe a yuletide or something that gets real that stays small and look around for a camellia that just doesn't get that big, ultimately. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you. Tell your husband, hey. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> many times, many, many, many times on the show, I hear a little kibitzing going on behind where the husband or the wife is saying, ask him another question, or you don't want to do that. That's a crazy thing to do. I don't mind that at all. I do have a, an unofficial degree in marital counseling when it comes to the garden, and I will do my best to show both of you what is the way you can contribute to success in the landscape. So if you have a controversy between yourself and your loved one, and you can't quite figure out what is the right way to go, Call me. Ask me. I can tell you where I think you can draw the line between good idea, bad idea, what she can do, what he can do, and how we can make it work out a little bit better. By the way, a reminder again, we're broadcasting from the Infinite Energy Center this morning. And if you want to uh, go to my website throughout the morning, throughout the day, you can always find interesting information there. And one of the things I'm working on right now is getting to 1,000 followers on Twitter. I'm at 964. You could be 965 if you are part of Twitter. I'm at Walter Reeves there, and I would love to break 1,000 sometime in 2016. You can also follow me on Facebook, and Facebook is where I post things during the week and say, this is a good time to do this. Here's a picture of how to control onions. Here's a, a flower that's blooming you ought to consider for your landscape. There are a lot of things that I post that you might find interesting and useful for yourself, either on Twitter or on Facebook. Both of them, you can see the links there on my website, WalterReeves.com. It's 747. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, truck mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick and a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. A gorgeous day this afternoon. Highs in the 60s. Overnight lows down to the 50s. Rain coming in evening tomorrow and maybe some Monday twos. Fertilizing pre-emergent. I wouldn't be arguing too much with you if you put a pre-emergent out this weekend. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Don't forget tomorrow you can pick up your Atlanta Journal-Constitution and they're going to have a fun, fun, fun little article on corruption in a county that's already been devastated by dishonesty and $190 in coupon savings. Jan is in Snellville and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Jan, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. How can I help? Um, my husband last summer uh, started his first project of planting tomatoes in straw bales. Awesome. He did a lot of research and did, you know, treated the bales, did everything that was recommended. And we did get um, a lot of good tomatoes, but um, a lot of them split. And now yeah. he, he watered carefully. He, you know, we've got, we get lots of sun. But what might be causing those tomatoes to split like they did? 
if there is a downside to straw bale gardening, and there are lots of upsides, sure, but if work. there is a downside, it is it's harder to control moisture consistently, and that's what tomato splitting is linked to. It just sure. simply dries out or stays you know, dry enough that the skin doesn't grow very fast, and all of a sudden it gets watered, and the skin just <laughs> splits open and looks real ugly. Yeah. That said, there's nothing wrong with eating a tomato with a split skin because you know where it came from. And, you know, my mother would certainly say, cut out the bad part and eat the rest of it. No big deal there. Right. But that's what causes it is inconsistent watering. So maybe too much or too little, you can't say because it just it's the problem is you can't control the, the water level the way you would if it was in the ground, kind of. That's pretty much it. You can control it in the sense that you can put drip lines, and I see people who have a lot of straw bales in a row, and they'll put a leaky hose, one of those soaker yep. hose things, We've on top that. and just uh, you know water it every day or so, constantly yep. monitoring with their fingers to make sure the straw at the end and the straw throughout is uh, is wet as it should be, but not letting it dry out completely and then getting real moist. That's what the cracking is coming from. So try to keep it consistent then. Yeah, that's what you do. But, and again, you can okay, eat the tomato. Nothing wrong with the tomato when it's split. Yeah, I'll tell them that. Okay, well, thank you. It's my pleasure. All Thanks right, for calling, right. Jan. Bye. Coming up in the next half hour, Eric wants to know about how to control weeds in new Bermuda sod. Marion Decula has a crepe myrtle she wants to remove from near a butterfly bush. She wants to know a little detail about how to do that and keep both of them healthy. And Alan has a question about a particular grass and whether it is even allowed to grow in Georgia. We'll have the weekend prize pack coming up at 8.05, 8.07 this afternoon. We'll have Mickey Gasway join us at 8.35. We're broadcasting live from the Infinite Energy Center, the North Atlanta Home Show in Gwinnett County. We'll be back right after news. Good day, sunshine. Good day, sunshine. We take a walk. The sun is shining down. Burns my feet as they touch the ground.